hear that? That's what an estimated 500 horsepower sounds like. Exco, give it to you. How about that? That's a premium banging Olufsen sound system with 18 speakers and a Biosonic sound experience. And that, <laughs> that's our legacy. You ready to be a part of it? Exco, give it to you. Unlock the energy of the all-electric ZDX Type S. Order now at Acura.com. Remember the Thai cave rescue? What about the mission depicted in Black Hawk Down or the epic rescue shown in Captain Phillips? You've probably heard of all of these, but did you know that U.S. Air Force Special Warfare played a pivotal role in all of them? These airmen are the most highly trained warriors on the planet. Other forces like the SEALs and Army Rangers call on them to provide skills no one else can. Not many people make the cut, but if you think you can, visit AirForce.com to learn more. This is the Busted Open Podcast. You can listen to the full show Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156. Welcome to the Busted Open Podcast. This is Dave LaGreca. On today's episode, myself, Tommy Dreamer, and Bully Ray talk to Buff Bagwell. A lot going on with Buff Bagwell, a lot of headlines. He sets the record straight right now on the Busted Open Podcast. Also, myself, Bully, and Tommy get you ready for Survivor Series. What are we going to see? We talk about it right now on the Busted Open Podcast. So Jay Cargill, who had a Goldberg-like winning streak in AEW, comes in and wins the Royal Rumble. I mean, Bully, is that beyond the realm of like conceptual thought? I don't think so. Absolutely not. It's very easy to book. They have built her up. Now, right now, she has not been seen as much on TV because you can't just keep showing somebody and showing somebody and showing somebody and then doing nothing with it because then you get tired of seeing them doing absolutely nothing. Closer to the Royal Rumble, maybe she pops up. Maybe she pops up. And then you bring her in in the Rumble and Jade Car... To give me a reason, give me a logical reason in the world of sports entertainment why Jade Cargill could not debut at the Royal Rumble and win. I have, I can't give you not one, I can't give you an ounce of anything, Bully, other than her winning the Royal Rumble. Tommy. Now, me and Tommy could wait, sit wait, wait, here. Wait. Hold on, Tommy, before you talk. Now, me and Tommy could sit here and discuss, argue, micromanage the whole nine yards of why it might not be the best booking decision based on factors beyond the realm of what we talk about on this show. So, Tommy, go ahead. Uh, I would go one further. Not only would I have her win the Royal Rumble, I wouldn't have her have one match until WrestleMania. Absolutely. Thoroughly, 1,000% agree. You want to see this person's one match? It's at WrestleMania. Wins the Rumble, match at Mania. Her debut match would technically, her debut singles match in the WWE would be at the main event of WrestleMania. If that person is not built as the star that she had coming in, it's a lost opportunity of uniqueness, and she is unique. I, I actually think it's a beautiful decision to have her win the Royal Rumble. 
I mean, you know, now you have to take everything into account about her before you make that because that's like you're taking all your money and you're betting it on, you know, pick a number, you know, on that roulette table. There's 30, there's, you know, 38 numbers or whatever, including the zero and the double zero. We're taking all of our money and we're putting it on one number. Does she have everything in place at the rumble to pull that trigger? If we think the answer is yes, fuck it. Turn and burn, grip and rip, roll those dice. Let's do it. Well, let me ask you this. There ain't no turning back from that decision. All right, but let me ask you something. Now, what kind of grade would you give? I'm not talking about booking. I'm talking about athletic ability, wrestling, Jade herself as a performer. What kind of grade would you give Jade Cargill coming out of AEW? B to B plus. Okay, so b- say the same exact thing. So Tommy, you say same thing. B to B plus. Now, by the time we get to the Royal Rumble, she'd be under the WWE umbrella for over six months. If she was a B and a B plus going into that, and then now being you know trained and being under that WWE umbrella for over six months, you would think that she's more than capable of winning at the Royal Rumble and getting a major push. I mean, that's I mean that's what I would think, right? And I don't think they would give her this much like they've given her if they didn't have that faith and trust that she could be a, a star. And by the way, she's probably known now just as much as your top star in the WWE. I mean, she got so much mainstream attention that people were talking about her outside of our pro wrestling community bubble. So I... To me, I think it's a grand slam. How many and how many women are in the the women's Royal Rumble? Is it thirty, just like the men? Yeah, I would think it's going to be thirty. Just I'm sure, unless they do something silly or something different, it's going to be thirty. And this is the if if I have the pencil in my hand, if I'm a producer, agent, boss, booker, whatever, what I'm doing is I'm sitting down with all twenty nine other women, and I'm pointing at Jade Cargill, and I go, "She's the business of tonight." It is your responsibility, all 29 of you, to make sure that woman looks as great as she can possibly look tonight. Because at the end of the day, it's those 29 other women that are going to get Jade Cargill over. Jade Cargill can go out there and she can look like a million dollars and have the presence and everything, but it's going to be up to those other women, women to make her look like the star we need her to look like tonight if we're going to put her over. Bully said about get everybody in a room and say this is the business for the future when we're talking about like with Jade and and uh, if she was to win the Royal Rumble. Uh, leaders and people who want to draw money do that. I was a part of that in the Royal Rumble when they brought back Hacksaw Jim Duggan. And when you go over the, well, this is the ones that I've been in and they bring everybody to a room and they'll give you the, here's the flush ideas. Then go out, think about yourself, go politic and then come back and we'll get everybody back together. And when we had Hacksaw Jim Duggan there, both Undertaker and Sean stood up and addressed everybody. Hey, this was the guy who 
won the first ever Royal Rumble who didn't know it. And when this company needed it, he was the guy they decided to do it. It's your job to bump harder when he's out there and never make the fans look like he was older. Both Undertaker and Sean said that to the entire locker room. And Jim was right there. And Jim got red in the face and was like, thank you, and being super humble. But reminded everybody that this was Hacksaw Jim Duggan. And this is just a small piece of business that we need to do within that. But think of the two people who said it, Undertaker and Shawn Michaels. And if you go back and watch that, everyone bumped and fed their ass off for Hacksaw. And it was something that stuck with me for a long, long time, still to this day, because that's what leaders do. And they realized the bigger picture, and I believe the biggest picture of that was Undertaker and Sean. But yet they realized to give those moments to people who needed it for the bigger and betterment of the, acknowledging the past, but also them moving forward for the future. If you think about Jade winning and Jade never having a match, me personally, I put her out there in Survivor Series and have her watch from a skybox, just have her sitting there having her watch. If she goes out there and after Survivor Series, she announces she's going to be in, this is her first appearance, she's going to be in the Royal Rumble. I would interrupt whoever that person is, Becky Lynch, Charlotte Flair. If she wins it and she's out there, I won this, here comes Charlotte Flair. Charlotte Flair starts her promo. She says nothing. And then all whatever Charlotte Flair says, and then all of a sudden, all Jade has to do is put her hand to her face and say, didn't I eliminate you? Walk away. Disrespect her. She could do that to Becky. She could do that to everybody, whoever's the person who's not the champion, because these people are not in her sight. Why? Because you look at that locker room and you say, do you know the friggin' main events that you can now have with this woman? Because now we've made a main eventer like you guys became one. And now you have these main event opponents uh, for you guys, which means more money in your pocket. Charlotte, Becky, the list goes on and on of everyone that woman could diss to never have a match to even acknowledge them. They're not in her play field un until she gets that title. It's heat. It will work and it makes her a bona fide, but you're setting up your main events for after WrestleMania and for all those, uh, you know, what do they call premium live events? But you're also you're also asking, and it kind of goes back to what we were saying about the War Games match with Damage Control. Some major stars are going to have to take an L in order to get Jade in the wherever place you want it to be. Like so they're going to be. I know. Exactly. No, I, I'm. I, I they're know. not well, the business Jade, that night. Nobody has to lose to her yet. If Jade literally wins the Royal Rumble, has no matches up until till WrestleMania. It's an attraction. I literally want to see this woman's first match. Oh, yeah, it's the main event of WrestleMania. They could practice those matches at the PC, whatever. But what I'm saying is, and then every other match after that is going to be a bona fide main event. Like, you have this perfect storm. It's how you utilize it. WCW had The Undertaker. WCW had Steve Austin. They did not view them under those same eyes. WWE has Nakamura. Didn't view him the same eyes. It, that's the nature of the business. Again, but goes back beauty is in the eye of the beholder. One man's trash is another man's treasure. Eight seven seven. And three, by four, the way, four, just real quick, 
Why did Brock Lesnar book the front end of the Royal Rumble uh, the way he did before Drew eliminated him? Because Brock booked the front end of that Royal Rumble. Why did to he book it that way? make him look as unbeatable as, as, as possible. So when Drew gave him that Claymore, bam, you just made Drew McIntyre. Because Drew was the business. Nobody else is going to remember anything. You're inconsequential. You don't matter tonight. The only thing that matters is that you're getting paid. But what matters to the business was Drew McIntyre that night. The Busted Open Podcast is now available on YouTube. This is Dave LaGreca, host of Busted Open, the number one pro wrestling show on the planet. You can now watch and listen to the award-winning Busted Open Podcast every single day on YouTube. Our best interviews, behind-the-scenes access, and some of our best content from the past, all available right now when you go to youtube.com slash at Busted Open Podcast. Subscribe right now. Ready for a new and exciting career challenge? At DHL Supply Chain, you're part of a team committed to creating innovative solutions for some of the biggest brands in the world. We're recognized as a best place to work, where people are valued, supported, and respected. DHL Supply Chain is hiring for a wide range of salaried operational and functional roles. Previous experience in logistics is welcome, but not required. All opportunities, no boundaries. DHL Supply Chain. Apply today at joindhl.com. that that's what an estimated 500 horsepower sounds like how about that that's a premium banging olufsen sound system with 18 speakers and a biosonic sound experience and that that's our legacy you ready to be a part of it unlock the energy of the all-electric zdx type s order now at acura.com the best part of spring cleaning takeaway is the post-clean clarity you get. It's kind of like when you find out you've been paying a fortune for wireless when Mint Mobile has phone plans for $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan. It's time to switch to Mint Mobile. All plans come with high-speed data and unlimited talk and text delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. Ditch overpriced wireless with Mint Mobile's limited-time deal and get three months of premium wireless service for $15 a month. To get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com slash busted open. That's mintmobile.com slash busted open. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash busted open. $45 upfront payment required equivalent to $15 a month. New customers on first three-month plan only. Speed slower above 40 gigabytes on unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. Warmer, sunnier days are calling. Fuel up for them with Factors, no prep, no mess meals. Meet your wellness goals in time for summer thanks to the menu of chef-crafted meals with options like Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Factors Fresh Never Frozen Meals are dietitian approved and ready to eat in just two minutes. So no matter how busy you are, you'll always have time to enjoy nutritious, great-tasting meals. With 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week, you'll always have new flavors to explore. Crush your wellness goals this May with dietitian approved meals and ingredients that you can trust. Treat yourself to restaurant-quality meals that feature premium ingredients like filet mignon, shrimp, and blackened salmon. 
Head to Factormeals.com slash Busted50 and use code Busted50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code Busted50 at Factormeals.com slash Busted50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. The one and only Buff Bagwell. And sir, um, I, I want to first start off the interview by saying I'm sorry. I kind of went at you a little bit during the break, and uh, I, I think I did it in a respectful way, but still not the not the best way to treat a guest on this show. So I don't think the first thing I'm I'm saying to a guest is you're wrong, even though you are. Uh, but it's good to have it's good to have you here. Wow. Uh, yeah, you're wrong. Wow, that hurts. Buff might have the stuff, but in this case, you're wrong. <laughs> I'm out. <laughs> no, I Forget mean, but it, it is. You're done. It is an Bagwell, ongoing debate. Bagwell, you are crazy. It's not. Listen, I'm not going to say you're crazy. Can you That's, tell the nation what the debate was about? Hold There's on. some I'm serious stuff. It. Come on here. He said something. And listen, you could say something about my mother. You could say something <laughs> about my brother. But when you say something, sir, about one of the greatest shows of all time, The Honeymooners, and actually think that the Andy Griffith show, which was just something you had to sit through before wrestling came on at 6.05 on a Saturday. I mean, please, there is no way that Jackie Gleason, the great one, they call him the great one, that Jackie Gleason's show, The Honeymooners, is not better than the Andy Griffith show. I'm sorry, Mr. Bagwell. And thanks for joining us here on Busted Open, by the way. Do they allow smoking crack on Bustin' Loose? Well, it's called because Bustin' you, Open. So already, you're already, already, now you're really disrespecting me by calling it a different <laughs> the actual show. It's called Bustin' Open. Uh, but, oh, uh, even better. Well, I like this movie called Bustin' Loose years ago. And I Richard thought Pryor. about that when I saw you guys. And I, honest to God, the Bustin' Bust Loose, it was a great movie with um, uh, the, uh, Richard, uh, Richard Pryor. Yeah, it was a great, great movie, and I swear I've been thinking about that all night. So I apologize. Yeah, but busting open, so good that you forgot who was in it. But anyway, so first of all, thank uh, you for coming on. Appreciate wow, me and time. you are going to go, bro. <laughs> me and you no, are going to go. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, but seriously, thank you for coming on because this is a bit of a serious uh, conversation that we're going to have, sir. And yes. you know. When it comes to the internet, when it comes to the quote-unquote dirt sheets, they grab headlines. And, you know, coming off of November 16th, there was a headline that was everywhere on the internet. And it's 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 misleading, to say the least. So, sir, uh, first of all, I wanted, we wanted to give you the opportunity here on Busted Open to, to kind of tell the true story of what's going on right now. So... So if I may ask, what happened on the evening of November 16th? This is the best part. Absolutely nothing. So what happens is I was in, um, I go, I'm a, I'm in the program of the DUI Cobb County accountability court. And that is the title of this place. It's the DUI Cobb County accountability court. And that's what they are. Uh, Previous times before now, while in the program, they have very, very serious rules, rules um, like on a we had a very strenuous schedule we got to keep. And I mean, from 
how many two AA meetings a week. It's a felony now if you lie on AA sheets. Um, they just have really recovery and sobriety. Every time a newcomer comes in, I say, "Look, man, you may want to you may want to look about going to jail instead of coming into the DUI court program because I think it's possibly easier unless you truly want to get sober. If if you really want to get sober, you're in the right place. But if you're not, if you're thinking, "Hey, man," I'm just going to get this thing behind me and I'm going to, I'm going to continue drinking and doing my thing. You're not in the right place. I tell every newcomer that. And at first the therapist and the counselors didn't like me saying that because they felt like it was being negative, but now they make me say that to the new people because it's, it's the truth with that idea in your head, how tough this course is. The minimum distance of time is 15 months to complete it. I know several people that's been in there three plus years. It's five phases to graduate it. I'm in phase three. But early on, I had an argument with one of the counselors. I had ran over a curb at the local uh, little Texaco, and but it needed to be towed. And I have a bad knee, and I hadn't had my knee replacement surgery yet, so I'm hobbling around, and it was like a block away. So we had to hurry not to be late. And then I asked the, the counselor, hey, man, can I give Reese, the guy with a better will, better better leg, you know, can I get him to run my keys down to the tow truck place? He said, no problem. Long story short, there was a conversation that went on about it. And I went to jail for arguing or disrupting the class at, for 24 hours. I, I couldn't believe it. I said, what? So knowing that, I, okay, I'm back to the grindstone. I'm sober. I'm re doing recovery. I got to do this DUI court program. Well, about a month later, I, I did a paperwork on my flight and it was Atlanta to Des Moines, Des Moines, Dallas, Dallas, San Antonio, San Antonio, Atlanta. So there was a leg in between my two shows on the paperwork of the DUI court program. There wasn't a place for a middle flight. And they're very particular with their with their with the way you do things. So I give them the outbound and I give them the return and they okay the they okay the travel. When I get home, they go, Hey, how did you get home from San Antonio? And I said, No, they said, How did you get from Des Moines to San Antonio? And I said, I flew. What do you mean? And they go, Why didn't you list it? I said, There wasn't any room to list it. And, and they go, Well, we need to know. And I go, Okay, from now on, I'll let you guys know. I didn't know that there was no room on the paperwork 24 hours in jail for not doing the right paperwork. So it's a real strenuous thing. And of course this, this now I've got heat with them. I'm in the, I'm on the radar. I did jail for both of those. It's important for we, us to know that on both of those, this same thing happened. They post your original arrest. So three plus years ago, I was arrested for a DUI, reckless driving, whatever, whatever. But on 1116 and those other ones, the only thing that's correct about 1116 is that's the day that I went to court and to jail. So my court date was 1116 at 130. And I didn't know I was going to jail. I, was, I thought I may, but I wasn't sure. I was hoping I wouldn't. And um, so I went to jail and then this Georgia Gazette again, but 
for some reason, they've gotten better with posting. So I guess people notice this one more. They posted, you know, Buff Bagwell arrested for drunk driving. And they're not allowed to do that. But the other two attorneys I've got to, to check on this have came up empty. Now I got a guy that's telling me that's defamation of character, which we all know that. But I can't believe I couldn't do nothing about it. Now I'm researching it. So long story short, I was arrested for uh, a disrupting the class is what's on my paperwork. I think Dallas sent you guys, or, or if you have, I got it with me if you want to see it. But it says Marcus Bagwell, 24 hours for disrupting the class on November 8th. So it was a November 8th class. I went to jail for November 8th disrupting the class. Okay, so I want I want to ask this first, Dave. What did the dirt sheet headlines run with? That uh, that Buff Bagwell arrested for DUI. Okay, Buff. Me and Dreamer are the boys. You know that. We all know you. Dave created this show 15 years ago, and it's the biggest pro wrestling radio show on the planet. DDP is a friend of the show. Ask for this time for you. Me and Dreamer like you. We've always had a good interactions with you. Yes, sir. I'm going to ask you flat out. The story you just told us is the God's given truth. No bullshit, no working. Because we're giving you time on this show to tell your story. If God forbid one day what you're telling us, you know, is a work, is a flat out lie, we have egg on our face. So I'm just asking you straight up, brother, as I would in a locker room. What right. you're telling us is 1,000% accurate. Uh, is there any way that I can send something to y'all instead of me showing it? Or No. Nope. I'd like to do all that. I, we, all, we want is your word. all I want is your word that what you're but telling you, us is you know, accurate. But let's, let's, let's be the boys for real. Yeah. This, this is hard to believe. I mean, I don't. I, when I see that picture and it says DUI, it's hard for me to believe. But to answer your question, 100% of the story being this is the third time it's happened to me one for disrupting the class over my car getting towed two over not doing the right paperwork this is the third time this exact same things happened for some reason this time it hit it got traction and, and it was all over the world uh, and, 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 I mean oh, go ahead Tommy well I, I, I've 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 seen Buff in really really bad places I've seen him within the last six months and I can tell a lot when people are uh, messed up. He's been 100% fine. So if I to validate him, I could hear it when he speaks. I could see it in his eyes. I could see it in his body movements. Uh, another thing, and Dave and Bubba, you know this, DDP would kick him the fuck out in a heartbeat. <laughs> and DDP would give him the biggest real cutter because he did it to some of his friends when he didn't want to. Um, cause DDP goes above and beyond to help people. But when you keep disrespecting him, he'll give you certain chances, but then towards the end, he's like, I can't help you. So from my experiences being around buff recently, and I I've been, I mean, uh, your sobriety has been now four years. No, God, oh, no, okay. uh, 15, 15 months. Well, I've been around him, I think twice within those 15 and a hundred percent normal and not. So I'm validating what he's saying from what I saw when I was with him and also being around environments where 
alcohol, drugs are uh, prevalent. So I'll say that for Buff, but also we'll say that for DDP. And it does suck because you do get lumped into something. And hopefully uh, you look at, you know, you're able to clear your name uh, in a long time from now. But it's going to take a process. Let's talk about what you just said, Tommy. And that's where I'm at is at this junction, you got two ways to go. I can't believe nobody believes me. I, what about what are they? What I got to do to prove it? You got to be kidding! This is my fault, and that's what the DUI court is is very good at understanding and helping us with. Is this is all my fault? So this ain't about I can't believe Georgia Gazette, but I'm gonna follow through with it to find out why they're posting something that's trying to drill me. A, a newspaper don't sell. Buff Bagel disrupts class. That don't sell. Buff bag with DUI that sells. So I, I get it. And it's again, it's my fault. So I got no problem with that. Now it's about, like you said, cleaning my name up. You know, uh, it's not the first time that Buffs try to do that. So again, it's like the little boy that cried wolf. I don't want any of I don't want, but I'm coming in, I'm coming in this one so much more clear-minded and so much more just so much more help with Dallas and so many more names involved of of things that keep me, you know, excited. And plus, and the main thing about being excited about this is I have got to be excited. And I am. I dig sobriety. I like me, and I had not known that for 20 years. I have reintroduced myself to myself, and I like me again, and that's a big deal. I didn't know that was a big deal, but I've learned a lot with this, having to to process this sober. I've never done that, brother. I go to my pouch and get a Xanax if there was a problem the last 20 plus years. That's my, that was my processing. And that was okay, I told myself. And I stayed sedated for 20 years, bro. I didn't lose 20, but I was screwed up through all of it, a little bit or a lot. And that's sad. And I'm so happy now to be able to go through life at 53 and not to do that again. I'm just very excited about it. But the processing is is different. The last hurdle I feel I'm having is my temper. I've got a horrible, horrible temper. I always have. But used to, I could I could fix it with the, we call them true serums, which is Somas or Xanaxes, and calm down from that. We're now having to process it and breathe and Dallas has taught me how to breathe he's a big breather and I believe in it there's facts behind breathing all the deal all the stuff and and so processing in a different way besides going straight for a pill Buff when did the dark side of the business start to get the better of you and did you medicate because of pain or you were looking to have a good time I never medicated for pain. I I told myself it was for a broke neck to make excuses. I think addicts do that to make it okay. Like, hey, I got a broke neck. I, I'm this medicine I'm supposed to have. That's how it started. And then you do know that I'm doing this just to party. But I, when I look back on it, brother, I was already in addiction, but there was a leash on me with the wrestling business, a good leash. So I think when it started, was when the WWE released me. 
when they release me, and I, I say that, I said that wrong. When the WWF released me, when they released me is no doubt about it. When that leash, I didn't know it at the time. When that leash was gone, brother, and there was no reason to stay sober, I had a, a three-day party. And I juggled it. I, me and my partner would juggle it around uh, our workout. We rewarded ourselves from a workout. We were in incredible shape. And we told ourselves, again, that it was okay for after our workout to have some somas and drink alcohol. And that ended up being a 20-year sedation. Wow. It's hearing this, first of all, congratulations to you for being bold enough to say, hey, I have a problem. I have an issue. I need to take accountability because I think that's always going to be the biggest hurdle that any addict has to have. Because I'm going to I'm going to be completely honest with you when, you know, DDP first brought this up. I wasn't sure because like like Bully said, it's not even just the name of this show. It's more about how we feel about and we've seen it lately with you know, drunk driving and, and, and people have lost their lives. And we, we obviously don't want that. So we wanted to make sure and having somebody like DDP and that credibility behind you, I mean, really helped in making this happen, but we figured it was important enough for you to have this form. Cause I would think that that could, that could, could hurt your progression as far as your recovery. When these things are coming out, when the media is attacking you, when, for the last 15 months, you have been clean and sober. I'm sure on that day when you saw that headline, that had to hurt knowing all the work that you put in. It really did. But keep in mind, again, it's my third time that's happened where I got okay. in trouble in class. And the first couple, it was just a minor little smoke and fire, that little spark. This time it really caught flame. It caught, it caught, it caught fire this time. But, but it, yes, it did. I mean, my, my reaction, to be honest, the first time I felt like where people go, they had a trigger or a reason to, to use the night that I had the argument with my teacher, my therapist, I, I turned to her and asked her a foot away. There's a process you got to do with step one and phase three. And it's you go up and present in front of the class with your eyes closed and there's five things to do. After you, well, after you try a couple of times, she, she allows you to come back to finish whatever you didn't complete. Well, the last piece of it is this testimony, and I, um, I, I, that's all I had to present that night. But the guy that goes in front of me failed for not reading the two boxes out of the book on page 40. So I, when I go up there, I said, Miss Faye, um, Roderick just failed for not reading the boxes. You told me testimony only. What am I to do? She goes, testimony only. So I take my glasses off to read the boxes. I put the book down. I stand up, close my eyes, start with the testimony. And she said, stop. And I said, what? She goes, you didn't read the two boxes. I came unglued. I go, I just asked you that in that voice. I, I, but I said, Miss Faye. I go, Miss Faye, I just asked you that. I said, are you kidding me? And to keep in mind, this is the third time I failed. I said a cuss word and failed. I didn't say due to my bad behavior and failed. And now I'm failing after asking her specifically what to do. I came unglued, but I'm glad because it gave me the final piece 
even though I wasn't wrong, it gave me the final piece to know that my temper is out of control. I could have handled that so much better and probably not going to jail and no, definitely not going to jail and not have to be on here defending my name again. So again, it's my fault. hundred percent. I could have handled that differently. Now, at first I was like, I'm not wrong. I didn't cuss. I, I'm not wrong. I'm not wrong about this. I'm going to jail for nothing. That's not true. I could have handled it differently. Busted Open is part of the SiriusXM Sports Podcast Network. If you enjoyed this episode and want to hear more, please give a five-star rating and leave a review. Subscribe today wherever you stream your podcast. Catch the full three hours of Busted Open Monday through Saturday at 9 a.m. Eastern on SiriusXM Fight Nation, channel 156. Go to SiriusXM.com backslash Busted Open Trial to start your free trial today. That's what an estimated 500 horsepower sounds like. How about that? That's a premium banging Olufsen sound system with 18 speakers and a Biosonic sound experience. And that, that's our legacy. You ready to be a part of it? Unlock the energy of the all-electric ZDX Type S. Order now at Acura.com. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.